Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. Number 135 podcast, third time on the show. Phil, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Uh, you know, it was, it was a big compliment for me. I did the Stupidity podcast with Stu Gatz, and uh, he... He tweeted out it was a top 10 podcast for him. He's done thousands of podcasts. So I feel pretty cool right now, JG. I'm like, woohoo. Then when I listened to that podcast, I was like, man, I dropped way too many names. <laughs> How hey, are you, Phil? But listen, uh, listen, podcast, it's fun, right? You want to talk, you want to have a good time. So you're on a podcast heater. You're coming on here. I appreciate it. We caught up on the phone yesterday, obviously got our hand in a, in a couple uh different bags that are that are on the same wavelength. But uh what what other than the heads up, which just happened again, like give me a real quick recap of that. Cause I actually haven't seen it. I, I, that match, how did that second match go? Give me a little bit, just sort of the, if, you know, don't spoil it, but tell me how, how do you think you play compared to the first? You got another win. Is Daniel ever going to quit you? How long are you going to go in that? that? Cause you could go like 16 rounds. Are you going to bankrupt Daniel? Like, will you let him out? Is he going to quit? What's going to happen here? So, I mean, Daniel, Daniel on the first match, um, I came in, uh, I came in like, I literally talked to nine CEOs in three or four days. I was really like, you know how it is where you just get super busy. And all of a sudden I'm like NFTs. I was offered pieces of NFT companies, which is amazing. Right. Uh, And so literally talked to nine CEOs. And then I was like, uh, and then I was like, um, I came in tired. And then Monday, the day before I met with Sue Kim. Well, Sue Kim had just spent 2.8 billion buying games. He tried to buy the world poker tour for 91 million. He spent about five billion buying assets. He bought the Bally's name for twenty-five million, and so he and I started talking about. I had to meet with him, uh, of course. Can't you know? I mean, and so I met with him. He bought what does he bought? Fifteen casinos, and so he's been really smart, I think, Sue Kim. And 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 so I met with him, and uh, so it just came in really tired, um, and you know, and I kept thinking I have to tell the world that you know that 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 Daniel's attacked my legacy and I have to defend it top of the show. And so I kind of thought of all these things I was going to say, you know, and I just, I was, wasn't sleeping well. And I thought I have to talk to Nick Shulman and tell him how, you know, I limped in with King 10 and I folded for a raise and I limped in with King Jack and I folded for a raise. And both times Antonio had King Queen. I had to tell him I folded those hands. No one else on the planet would have folded them. And then I snap called 44 big blinds with ACE 10 suited and beat my chest, you know, apex predator shit you know that was kind of a scripted line for me king kong shit white magic shit you know just smashing my chest and that was kind of scripted um i knew i was going to say that so i came in all prepared for everything except the match you know and i played really badly the first two hours and daniel played great and then i almost i almost busted uh got myself low you know, down to whatever, 4,000 and chips, um, just 96, whatever it was in that range. Some people said less than that. And I came back and won. And then, uh, and then, so I said, the second match, I'm not going to make that mistake. And, uh, and I watched the first match and I said, Oh my God, you know, I mean, he's not calling me very much. So I must've bluffed him 40 times in the second match, uh, maybe 45. It was pretty crazy. I'd limp in with nine deuce and he'd raise it and I'd be like, he has nothing. He'd make it 1K. I'd make it 5,000. He'd fold. I'd just fold my hand. 
I limp let, it with let, me, let me interrupt you for one second. Like the Apex Predator stuff, we know you got it in you. And no one at this point, no one can say anything, whatever they want. You're, you're crushing heads ups. Doing When you fold King Tenor, King Jack, and Antonio's King Queen, when you limp re-raise nine dudes, are you – so? Obviously, you have you're one of the best at live reads and, and just presence, of course. But are you saying in those particular instances, are you reading Antonio for strength or Daniel for weakness in that particular instance? Like with the face mask on, is it how they do their chips? Like, don't give me exactly how. But is that like what you're saying? Is it intuition? What 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 kind of things do you go off of when you make you know close reads like that? Like, how, how, what are what are some of the things that you are weighing? I remember limping in with the King Jack. You know, it was like three matches ago or something. And I remember limping in and him raising it. And I'm just like, Oh my God, he's just so strong. He's so strong here. I just know he's strong. I just folded it, you know? And then I remember the same thing with King 10 and I was kind of laughing a little bit because right now, you know, uh, these guys have all these, you know, universal laws. I like to call them. This is exactly how you play. You can never fold King 10. You can never fold King Jack, especially if you limp. And, uh, I folded them both. And then, both times Antonio had King Queen. And so when I watched it, I was dancing around my house going, oh my God, that's amazing. No one's ever seen this before. And then to hear Nick Shulman say, that's a horrendous fold. And then Ali Najat is like, are you sure? Because Phil saw something, no, horrendous fold. And I'm like, what the fuck? Here I made one of the best plays. No one's ever seen someone do this before and heads up in the modern day era. They've never seen it before. I think they. I thought they'd be dancing on the ceiling saying, this is amazing. What is going on here? How does Phil know? And instead, I get this cold. That was a horrible fold. That was a horrible fold. I mean, I won that match. But, I mean, suppose I did call with one of those hands. And suppose a king came. Antonio's going to punish me, man. I mean, he's just going to fire big, fire big, fire big. I know him. And right. how am I going to fold top pair? So, I mean, to me, those are just world-class, you know, uh, otherworldly, like really good, you know, amazing folds. And then the proof is, this is our third match against Antonio, that I snap called 44 big blinds with ace-10 suited. So how do I fold king-jack and king-10 for like two and a half big blind raise and call 44? And somehow um, it was a great fold, great fold, and then great greatest call. And so I'm like, fuck Nick's not giving enough credit. I mean, he's, he's, you know, and I think Nick Shulman's an amazing player. Don't misunderstand me. This isn't about Nick. This is about, you know, people understanding what I do and who I am. And then the second match, so, you know, and then the second match, uh, all of a sudden the whole internet's lit up saying, Phil is this, oh my God, Phil played so great. He played it unbelievably, bluffed him 40 times. They're going on and on about how great I am. And I'm just thinking to myself, I mean, what, they didn't know, I would they think I won 15 bracelets by not being able to bluff the crap out of somebody? Right. Come on. Yeah. It's just they never, they, the whole cards were never there in the 90s when I did all this crazy stuff and got away with it, you know? But let me ask you, let me ask you an important question, because I had Matt Staples on my podcast yesterday, I don't know how well you know him, Jamie Staples, Matt Staples, very big content, big Twitch guys, a lot of respect for Matt, I actually asked Matt, because he saw that you were on the pod. He had a question for you, too. So it's kind of a multi-layered question. But I guess he was saying, you know, a person like yourself. So I was saying to Matt, hey, do you see yourself? You're 24. Do you see yourself in 10, 20 years? Do you think you'll be playing poker? Would you like deals like Negron, you helped me with and getting sponsorships and traveling the world playing cards? And his question was basically, I don't understand, like, at that level or, like, with you, you know, how do you balance with all the different deals? He sees the flow. He sees that you're in this, you're representing that, you're in the mix. Like, how do you balance or put time to your game versus, like, 
just kind of endorsing poker. So he's, he, he was asking me as well. Cause I'm sort of in that spot where like, I'm not necessarily just only playing poker for a living. You know, I got a lot of other side things. So he's kind of asking, how do you balance that? And like, how, how do you like decide, okay, you mentioned CEOs, you got some good opportunities, like for you to go play in a local cash gamer of 3,500 WPT, let's say, you know, that might not be the best allocation of your time to like what you could be doing in crypto or NFTs, whatever. So long winded question, how do you sort of, get focused and, 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 and value, like balance that even during the WSOP, let's take the WSOP coming up in October, right? How do you, for two months go in there? Is it just like you say to yourself, this is so important to my brand. I need number 16. I need to perform. But like, how do you like block out the other stuff and play your best? I think that's kind of, you get what I'm saying. It's a lot of like long winded, but how do you calibrate that? How do you well, first decide? Of all, let me just say this, Jeff, right now I'm exhausted, exhausted. And uh, I feel like I need a vacation. Um, I did play uh, with my friends last night in my famous Silicon Valley game. I'm no longer allowed to mention any names uh, in, on the air. We just had a great time, though. I mean, it started with, you know, an hour of us just talking, an hour-long dinner, just an amazing dinner, and then poker. And uh, it's just, like, so amazing to be a part of this group and these guys. And, uh, you know, and so... That's really important, um, and part of the balancing act is how do we get time with our best friends? And I haven't been perfect at that, you know, um, but but I'm getting better. And when you know that your best friends miss you and you miss them, it's very meaningful. You know, um, I want to say that, you know, I'm proud of you, Jeff, very proud of you, because people don't understand, you know, um, what you have been able to pull off. You know, people understand you and I have a piece of 13 companies together. I'm also proud, Jeff, you know, every time I enter a new deal and I'm on, it's could, it could be 15 advisory boards, um, you know, by the end of, and I'm not always this tired, but it might be 15 advisory boards by the end of this month. And I'm having so much fun doing it. And, uh, you know, let me just say that those deals are simple. I provide a sheet of paper. There's 10 things on that sheet of paper that I can give you as an advisor. I'm especially potent for early stage companies, uh, for early stage CEOs, for early stage founders. So one thing is strategic thinking. Uh, Another thing is access to my network. And then another thing is access to VCs, but that usually comes a year or two later. And so, you know, people are buying into all of those. One of the things on my list is to connect people to you. You know, you're, you're actually... And of the last 10 deals, I think I've called you first nine times, you know, and I'm proud of you. And and I know that you single-handedly helped us with Luxon, L-U-X-O-N. Luxon, which is going to be huge in poker for the poker players out there. You're going to be able to move money across the planet. A million dollars you can move from Canada to wherever and press one button. And Luxon's this amazing company that you and I are, are, are both invested in and have spent time in. And you changed that company. We might be eight months behind, you know, but you brought us a technologist for that. You have an unbelievable amount of energy. You're doing these shows. You're playing your poker. You have, you know, young, young kids and, you know, and, uh, and, and um, you know, and, 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 I mean, you're killing it. And so I'm proud of you for that, JG. And, uh, and I'm going to keep bringing you into deals. Now I can, I can just, now I'll kind of answer the, the balancing thing. I'm a little bit tired because uh, last night we played pretty late and, uh, and I had some, uh, I was drinking some Chateau de Chem at the game, some sweet white wine. 
And so <laughs> I don't have a hangover. I never drink that much, but I had a really good, really fun night. And um, nice. But Plus yeah, I mean, um, how, but, I, how but, but OK, think about this, though. So to, to come back to you on Matt question, how do you balance that? And now yeah. my kids are out, you know, they're 30 and 27. They need less energy. My wife is super independent. You know, uh, most people know that, you know, she's everybody talks about her being a doctor. We won't say what her name is. We won't say what university it is. We can keep that underground. But, you know, she's super independent. And so, you know, and so we have a really nice uh, flow to use your name. And uh, and and it's nice. And I can, you know, and uh, so, yeah, balancing is something that's been super important to me. Always family first for me. Uh, Health. And family first. I try to sleep in every day of my life, uh, um, but then yeah, it gets pretty intense because let me when you're carrying me. around all these. When you're carrying around, when you're helping twenty companies, there's always something that you always run into somebody. I mean, I have pivoted companies. I've been a part of companies. They pivoted the whole company in one meeting. I set up with them. I'll never forget. I brought them to the great Bill Lee. You know, Deck of Dice is a company I brought to the great Bill Lee, and, and Bill said, "I saw a hundred games like this last week." This is not going to work. They pivoted the whole company in one meeting. Now we're worth $12 million, the company. And uh, and so that's the kind of hidden value that I'm trying to add. But anyway, yeah, I'm proud of you too, Jeff. Good job. I appreciate the. I appreciate it. And I, I guess my question, though, is like, with you know, when you're top of your game, whether it's athletics, poker, whatever, mind games, chess, back in anything, right? Sort of an obsession. And I, you know, I think there's, there's no question that you could say that you're with poker, you're obsessed to be the best, to get the results, to set records. So when you talk about family first and these type of things, to me, it's super interesting because, you know, I think it's like when you, when you have so many different distractions or things, and I guess your career is probably different, right? When you were 21, when you win the main event early at a young age and, and different times where you're obsessed. But now I guess that's kind of what I have a hard time understanding too, at that level, how do you balance? Like, do you, do you have to say no? Do you have a hard time saying no? How do you put your family first, you know, attend events, compete, be at the top level and also do these things. So how, where do you find the time and how do you say no? Do you have a hard time saying no? Cause you're in a lot of deals and I, I find myself having a hard time sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there was a deal yesterday. There was a guy yesterday. It's a company I've been trying to get into for a while. And uh, you know, and usually I get a meeting this quickly and usually they invite me in this quickly. And then, you know, months have passed since I finally got to the talk to the CEO yesterday. You and I were on a call. I had to, I had to, I had to leave the call uh, to take that call. And I was, you know, and so I told myself, all right, I'm not sure you have much time to advise, but the story is so compelling and the company is so compelling, you know, um, that, and I'll, I'll announce it later. Whoa, I'm hearing some, <laughs> something fell behind me, I think here. Um, sorry. Um, and so, you know, I mean, the company is so compelling that I was like, oh, my God, I, I, I think I can help him. And immediately, first phone call, he's like, I'd like to have you as an advisor. And so, again, providing the sheets, the easy part. Right. Uh, I, you, I can get you these 10 people of which you're on that list, um, you know, and, and you and I are using our networks to raise non VC money. That's super valuable for these early stage companies. Yeah. And so, you know, so here's a list I can provide. You know, uh, one guy wanted to get to Tony Robbins, and and I said, okay, no problem. I can, uh, I'll, I'll reach out to Tony when the time is right. Um, you know, I reached out to Peter Goober. You know, uh, who's you know used to run Sony when in his twenties. You know, was a billionaire coming out of the eighties. Peter's one of my guys. I reached out to Joe Lacob. I even brought it to Chamas VC uh, people. 
And, uh, and so, you know, there's some really, so, so I can do that. And so then, you know, for me, um, to cut back to how do I stay focused on poker it, last night, for example, after I was done playing, I called Mike, the mouth Mattisau and Ben Yerush, was on the phone too. And they were playing Noldum at Hold'em. They were playing in a game and, uh, and we just were talking about hands for two hours, just organically. Oh, I had this hand. I had this hand. Oh, I don't think he had anything. I did this. And I told him about some hands I played last night. And he told me about some hands he played last night. People don't understand, you know, for me, I end up talking a lot of poker, specifically with Mike, Ben, and a couple of other guys. We talk about a lot of hands and we're very uh, like-minded. You know, I had to teach Mike that, you know, he thought he was number 2,000 in the world and no limit hold him because he thought all these kids are better than me. And I'm like, no, dude, they're not better than you. And then once he, once that kind of sunk, you know, once he started going deep all the time, he's like, man, they're making, all these guys are making mistakes. And I'm like, he was afraid of the mass. And I'm like, dude, there's what, 500 kids that you think are better than you. And you just played with a hundred of them and you realize you're better than all 100. He's like, well, maybe there's one guy that's better than me. The point is this, you know, that it's easy to lose confidence. And, uh, and I like the method that I use that can, I continue to just keep getting there. I mean, the last no limit hold'em tournament I played, at the series, I final tabled it, you know, and I think I finished sixth. That hurt, by the way, but but I made it to sixth, and Mike finished like twenty seventh or something. I remember. So we do talk hold them a lot, but no one I talk about heads up with no one, not one person on the planet. And every time you know people want to talk about it with me, I just change the subject quickly, because when it comes to heads up, I don't want to hear other people's opinions. You know, I just keep winning and winning. I went public saying I've won 23 out of my last 25 matches against pros, um, you know, and uh, how much and for one hour of Phil Hellmuth heads up coaching? Is it on the table or is it not? There's a no. price for not. Available. I mean, maybe I mean, maybe I would talk to if, 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 if a billionaire came to me or someone who's not a pro came to me and said, hey, I want to, you know, but also it's it's not. It's not like they can necessarily do what I do anyway, right? Because my 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 game is so read dependent. Um, WM. So white address, right? You might, you might send someone down the wrong path if you tell tried to explain some of your plays. You know, like, yeah. So I I understand. I get it. I listen. Also, you don't want to mess with what works, right? Like, uh, don't fix what's broken. Like, maybe you're not playing GTO or this or that, but you know how to win. You know what it takes. And I think you know part of that uh, answer with the king queen hand when you fold king jack or king ten. I think a lot of that maybe isn't like oh how he put his chip in or how he announced it, but like a lot of it's probably game flow, right? Like even in the moment, like all right, you know what he might have a worse hand but like i'm in a good spot he's tilting or i have an advantage and i'm out of position i just don't want to play a big pot with this hand so like you know i think a lot of that too is just about you understanding flow the, about the game yeah know, and, and That's JG, by then think about it i had played antonio in two other matches so those matches were not i mean we played four hours and four hours and we played a long time at least four hours in each match that's eight hours Plus, I rewatched both of those matches at least once. That's 16 hours. Uh, so call it 20 hours of looking at everything that he does. 20 hours of is he weak, is he strong? And, uh, and then, you know, that 20 hours of just focused on one person and have confirmation with video on when you're right or wrong, you really get deep. 
and, and, you know, and, and what someone else is doing. And then, you know, and then that's and, and then that that's the difference between, you know, OK, uh, I just think he's super strong. Could he have an ace 10? Sure. You know, when I had when I had King Jack and then it's and then it's, you know, fair fight. Could he have like fours? Sure. I don't think fours. My read was pretty strong, you know, and, and maybe that was nines. OK, I mean, all right, then I missed a, a flip or whatever, um, you know, but I mean. You know, I avoided disaster twice, potential disaster twice. And, There's a lot of people in the chat asking, who's Ben? Can you give his last name? Or no, I know who you're talking about exactly. I know him, but I don't know his last name. But is he uh, is Ben? Is, he's not like a he's, – he's not as well-known, but he's, a, he's been around forever and knows how to play the game well. Yeah, his last name is Yerushalayim. Yeah. I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'm sorry if I'm not Ben. Yeah, uh, nice but you know, guys. mostly Mike and I talk strategy. But Ben's on the phone with us a lot. Ben has been an online pro for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and has managed his money well. And you know, has has crypto, has done a lot in crypto, and he's he's been very smart with his money. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think Ben's going to be around for a long time. And so you know, he has a different perspective, more of a what is he, thirty three years old, a little bit different perspective. And a lot of times, you know, uh, you know. If, if Ben and I agree on something, then it's really fun to hammer Mike, you know, uh, and be well, like, Mike, what are you doing? How did you do that? You know, we'll hammer him. I, you know, I'm not a controversy guy. I just want to real quick, you and Mike did hash out. You guys had a little discrepancy. I think Mike put, got a little, a little wild one day, but that got hashed out. I think Mike said, sorry, and moved on and, and, and kind of, uh, you got to understand Mike. Mike is an emotional, yeah. uh, time bomb, like, you know, and so I kicked yeah. him out of my game. He won, uh, I don't want to exaggerate, but I think he won 380000 in my home game. He didn't bring anybody into the game. He was playing super tight the whole time. He's entertaining, and he was kind of hard for me to deal with. And so I kicked him out, and then he went crazy on Twitter. And I called him, and he was crying, like just crying. I'm so sorry I put that up. He erased all the tweets to the show the next day, and I'm like, dude, you know, what are you doing? But I think most people knew that Mike just lost it in the moment. I think most people knew that Mike and I have had a great relationship forever. And yeah. so luckily for me, that didn't really kind of rebound on me. But I mean, I know my wife talked to him at that point. I'm like, honey, and my wife spent 40 minutes talking to Mike. But what were you doing, Mike? We got and, Mike, you know, a shout out to our, our, uh, our mutual friend, Brainfield. Get Mike focused on sometimes. I think he might think before, he's a think before he speaks sometimes, but Mike's got a great heart. You know, he's been around and, and obviously was through the test of time and had some ups and downs, but it's hard not to root for Mike and really like Mike. So that's good that you guys. I like exactly what you said. Great heart, hard not to root for. And, you know, I mean, I probably talked to Mike more than, than anybody, you know, and, uh, and, and, I don't know what that says about you're the part, you're the sum of your five closest friends <laughs> because I have some amazing friends. Yeah. But no, I mean, Mike does have a great heart and, uh, and you know, I mean, he's also a guy you can call when you're a little bit tired and you don't want to do a lot of talking. You know, <laughs> we all need some social. <laughs> it's why, yeah. Yeah. The Mike, the mouth for sure. Be like, like, all right, I don't have yeah. to talk right now, but Mike's a great guy for sure. And yeah, yeah, I mean, no, he lost it on Twitter against me. I mean, I just, I mean, and then he go, and then I said, I called him that night and I'm like, Mike, am I the most honest person, you know, on the whole planet? Yes. And I said, and yet you wrote all this shit about me. And he's crying. He is crying. I mean, I know it really hurts him. And I think part of being shut out of the game for a little while and he's back in was, uh, was, you know, um, for him 
was he felt like his social life evolved around that poker game. And so now he feels like his social life's being taken away. And I'm like, dude, you make, you know, 12,500 a week or 13,000 a week in this game, like clockwork, you know, he's like, well, I care more about the social. And I'm like, okay, man. Then why don't you come and break for a while? There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of juggling. I think, you know, doing games, having fun, fair games, having everything balanced, you know, making sure everything's kind of even. It's not easy when you're when you're sort of in the middle of it or helping coordinate. And, and you know, I, I like to compare. You know, I've done some live games, other games. It's sort of like Big Brother, like in my opinion, like Survivor. Like you, you got friends, alliances. You want to be fair. Everyone kind of certain guys don't like certain guys. Certain guys are particular. It's, uh, you know, I, we know, obviously, some of the, the the games in different pockets of the country, LA, Houston, Miami, whatever. And you know, the game running. Nope, is, you hit uh, the nail hard. on the head. You hit the nail on the head there, Jeff. I like that. And you're like, politics. Some people don't like some people. Da, 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 da. You have to balance it all. And finally I'm just like uh, like three weeks ago, I'm like, all right, I can't take this anymore. I can't be running. Like the game's like 10, 20, 40. It's very small, you know. I mean, sure, I mean I'm up like 500,000 in the game or something in a year. But I just said, I can't run this game anymore. And uh, the only reason I was running it in the first place is everybody trusts me to make the right rulings. You know, it comes up where these hands comes up where someone did this or someone did that. And, and I made all the rulings and I felt like everybody trusted me to do that. And I did that. And I'm like, all right, guys, listen, you know, I mean, there's no rake. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart all this time. And I, I love the game and I love the players, but I'm like, I need to step back from that because, you know, uh, the intensity of the relationship with Mike uh, and maybe one or two other people is a little bit much. The minute I stepped aside, now I'm just a player. Uh, it's much better. For sure. Um, tell me tell me about your, you know, like the current landscape of, of poker because we're seeing Michigan legalized, Pennsylvania legalized. I think the last time you were on, it was before or either right after the Antonio match or before, but you hadn't played in the Things have kind of been picking up. I mean, it seems like sports betting sites, the whole world's ramping up. I mean, the, 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 the valuations of sports, the, the technology, the daily fantasy, like all of it's sort of coming to a head. What are your thoughts? Are you bullish, bearish on the market? We just saw the WPT, 20, about 2,500 entries, the record World Poker Tour, almost 25%, maybe more than the previous record ever, right? Pretty crazy. Plexiglass up, mass up. People want to play. The game is hot. What's your take? Do you have any, you know, Phil, you've, it's been a while. Are you, what about like possibly ambassador for a, a site in the future? Like, give me something. What are you thinking? Give me the whole rundown on the current. Yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking to uh, two, uh, well, we're talking to three massive brands in poker. I, I, I really don't, don't guess. Um, and one of them ha- has an offer on the table, which, you know, I'd like to see papered. And I've been waiting a long time for a site deal. You know, for us, site deals are our biggest deals, right? Uh, you know, the Ari is an amazing deal. I've been with them forever, front of hat, you know. Yeah. But the site deals, you know, we've had ambassadors that were paid $5 million a year, $3 million a year, um, you know, for years and years and years. There's only two or three of us that are paid that much or four of us. So I've been waiting a long time for a, the right site deal to come along, one that I don't have to spend a lot of time right. all over the world, you know, because in some ways I feel, uh, you know, I have a lot. I have. I, I, I'm very lucky financially. And right. You're so, also at a different point in your career. You're with Negron. You guys have done laid the foundation. You did the grind. You traveled the world. Yeah. You want to go where you want to go when you want to go. You know, at that point, like, great. You know, you, you're happy to go play cool events yeah. and do stuff, but you don't want to be 
you know, pump it around. Like I've done, I've done it as well. Like it's, it's, uh, it is what it is. It's different times, you know, you're, we're at different stages and and, then you kind of did that groundwork, but that's exciting. So, I mean, you're, you're very, it sounds like you're bullish on, on the markets and you're bullish. I mean, think about this, uh, JG, we were in 2019, there was one weekend in particular where there was a, a 2 million guarantee, a 1 million guarantee and a 1 million guarantee. Like I think LA, Philadelphia and Sacramento area. I'm pretty sure those were the three, but they all hit plus. And these were like $300 or $500 buying tournaments. Maybe one was a 1K. And these guarantees just hit bam, bam, bam. And I thought to myself, poker's an amazing situation here. Yeah, we might not be having as many people putting 10000 or 25000 up for a tournament. But even those are good. But we had massive amounts of people showing up for smaller stake stuff. And it right. was just so – that weekend was so great for poker. And then during the pandemic – so many people migrated back to online poker. It's crazy. And so what happens? The first tournament out of the box, even with masks on, even in Florida, even with plexiglass, we smash records for number of players. And I think we're going to continue to see the $3,500 buy-in tournaments and below continue to crush and be massive. And, uh, you know, poker's in a great place right now. And, yeah, Michigan legalized. Uh, <clears throat> you, mu- you must love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although you, you don't say my dad loves there. it. He's playing on there, clicking, clicking on party has site. Now a few others do. And it numbers seem very good. I mean, just waiting for them to connect the dots and all get connected. Cause you've seen the New Jersey, Nevada WSOP thing. I mean, I guess there's a full series, right? For the summer, are you going to be playing these? I think July 1st or to August 1st or so is there, are you going to play the online stuff? I mean, for you going for number 16 on a computer, you've shown good success on it, especially when you one table, you focus, you do it. Is that something that you'll, are you going to play the full schedule? Some of it have you decided well it's interesting i didn't even know till this minute that they had i've forgotten or i wasn't aware what i did know is that september 29th is when we're going to be playing in the real world again and so at the world series of poker in person and so now that you told me about this july i'll probably now have to spend two weeks or three weeks my wife's not going to be thrilled honey another two or three weeks i'm gone to vegas in the middle of july to play world Ch- world series yeah. of poker tournaments but that's not, I mean, you're, you're, you're going on vacation, you know, you're, you got the Aria. There's not the worst thing. You go play it. You know, you can even have the wife or family around. You get to play. Are you so focused that you're in that room and no one's talking to you and that you're in or like, you could have, you know, wife, you around, hang out a little bit or, or how, how do you do that? How did you done previous online bracelet events? What's your, what's your, your setup? What's your deal? Man, you know, I got to tell you something. I mean, I just, I was so fired up when, I think two out of four online tournaments, I had massive deep runs and made headlines. And, uh, you know, and I, it was July 1st last year, and a lot of people weren't even aware. And all of a sudden, boom, everybody's smashing Twitter. And all of a sudden, I'm chip leader with 100 left. What do we have in that tournament? Four or 5,000. And then I'm chip leader with 20 left. And I'm chip leader with 18 left. And t- poker Twitter's going massively crazy. I'm tweeting. Everybody's tweeting. People are doing live. And so it went from kind of like nothing, 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 nothing to boom. So I was really good for that moment uh, for, for poker because all of a sudden everybody's like, what the hell? Uh, Helmy's on this deep run. They started watching. A lot of people then found a way to New Jersey to play. They found a way to Nevada to play. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for me, I believe I finished 12th. I remember I, mean, I, I was watching. I think I was sweating even a Twitch stream about like, yeah, if you're some couple sick hands. Like I remember Queens in there. Maybe it was Ace King. Some other Queens. Stuff. Oh, here's what happened. I had Queens, Queens and Ace Queen suited. 
And if I could go back in time, I might have played smaller pots just to make sure I made the final table. Because making the final table, uh, you know, I have this amazing record of then making the top three, and I have an amazing record of. So you know, if I could go back in time, um, <clears throat> maybe I wouldn't have lost as much with queens, queens, and ace queen suited. But I mean, three pretty good hands and bad timing to lose those three. I ran into kings, kings, and ace king or something. And uh, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Now this this spurs me to a, a point. The Aria, shout out to Aria, love the Aria. Month in Vegas, schedule, you know, nice, sweet. Do we get Phil a Twitch studio? Poker Go is a, a friend. You know, could they? Could you get a uh, Aria suite Twitch? Would you stream one event and go live on Twitch? You have a channel, which I know you haven't done in a while, but you do have one. Would that interest you? Would you stream? I mean, that would be musty TV. Phil going for 16 from the Aria suite. I mean, that sounds like a full production. I, I like... Phil, let's talk. Maybe I'll come out. We'll do a tanda, a dual thing. What, what's going on? Can we get you on Twitch for the WSOP series? That just seems. I mean, like I, I think it would be. I think it would be great for poker, and uh, and and let's just see whatever site deal comes along. If I do sign a big site deal, one thing I can do for them, you know, uh, the site I was talking to said, "Hey, listen, we I think we should greenlit Poker Brat the movie." Now that movie, Hayden Christensen. Which one? Uh, my movie, Poker Brat, which which we wrote in two thousand and two. Um, Ashton Kutcher was committed to play me and then Hayden wow. Christensen was committed to play me and uh, we went to Hayden Christensen just uh, just after Star Wars so he was massive I mean you know he played Darth Vader as you know and then uh, and and we went to him and uh, and you know to have a movie made you know you need to have 40 I like to say 44 things and we had 43 checked off location money everything was there we just needed Hayden to say yes and he said no one did Jumper instead the movie Jumper and uh, which I like the movie Jumper. Um, they never did a second or a third like I was hoping they would. But he said no for that reason. And so then, you know, so boom. And it's just that's how close it is to having a movie made about your life. Now it's 14 years later. I w- now ESPN is coming to me 10 times and said, you want, you want to do the movie on our network? And I keep saying no. Um, but there's going to be there's eventually Poker Brat is going to be made. Phil, how much is great news though? Think about how much better it's going to be with 14 more years of stories, experience, and, and accolades. It's uh, it's got. I mean, it's everything's meant to be. That's that's that's. And did you like, see the movie The Last Dance? I mean, you saw the Michael Jordan series. The great. It's so. Love I mean, it. it gives you chills. You you don't even. So have to they're know talking basketball. about doing a, a ten part series or whatever on me. Uh, they have all this footage going back to the 1980s. And so if I sign with the site deal, then we'll do something like that. Of course, Jordan's was way up here. Mine will be down here, but it should be entertaining. You know, I mean, it's not never going to be boring. And then, uh, you know, so it'd be pretty cool, uh, you know, if those things happen. And then, yeah, there's a lot of room for me to to start doing more Twitch stuff. A lot of room. And uh, I just listen. I mean, I'm very happy right now, JG. My life is very full and, and happy and, you know, but but. But if I can if I can make a difference for whatever site I sign with, uh, you know, um, yeah, that will be fun. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. No, I mean this is uh, this is poker's booming. It's it is. It just feels it feels good that it's starting to get brought into more of a positive light. We say this all the time, right? I just feel like every year things get more gets more respect, more understandable, less negative connotations. And I think it's just, you know, kind of moving like chess back in and getting more into like that. People understanding what a strategy game, what a beautiful game is. And actually more so, I think the right combination of luck and skill, you know, cause you know, you got the most famous tweet in poker probably if it wasn't for, for luck, I'd win every one or whatever, like something like that. So it's nice. Cause like in chess, it's honestly, that's part of the problem. You've been in some chess projects, dice projects. It's important 
important to have an element of luck in these games. And I think that's what's one of the most beautiful things about poker is it does. And there's ways to handicap it too. how deep the structure is, the turbo, you know, whatever. I'm looking forward to the, uh, I hope the Triton comes back. I hope you get the fire, you know, you get in and fire snows. I think they're going to start doing high roller knockouts. You're seeing knockouts online that are so popular, right? People, they do it all the time. It, it recycles some of the money. You know, imagine you play the 1 million one drop, Phil, and you get 250K a knockout. Like that would be pretty fun, right? That would add a serious uh, element of, or, or progressive, that it gets bigger as it goes. Like imagine there's like a four, five, six million dollar knockout at the final table. Like that would be pretty epic. And I think that, you, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you think that, I mean, I think for live, it's complicated to do knockouts for, for, for live tournaments, especially progressive, you can't really do it, right? But in like a 20 to 50 person tournament, you could do a thing where it's a progressive kind of knockout and the stacks get bigger. Would you have any thoughts on that? Do you, would, you, would that be appealing to you to play a million dollar knockout? I mean, that sounds fun and it adds a little bit more distribution of the money. To me, to me, to me, you know, I've played three one drops. I mean, excuse me, three one drops. I'm, I'm the only guy while well, I'm bragging, but I'm the only guy with three top tons in the one drops. I've only played half the one drops. So it's, it's kind of bizarre that they attack my high roller record. I'm like, oh, what are you guys, what are you talking about? I'm up 1.8 million in high rollers and I'm the only guy with three in the one drop. Um, but I, but I've always been I've always kind of not been you know ready to spend a million in one tournament. I mean, I can I can raise a million, but if I lose, I feel bad for my friends. I don't want to put up that much myself. And so you know, uh, hopefully with whatever site deal I have, they're going to make sure that I play more hundred Ks and more millies and more quarter milli tourneys, and that'll be just part of the deal um, because they want you know to get me out there a little bit more. Um, you know, that. I mean, when it com- when it comes to the, the heads up, I know that against Antonio, the final the final two hundred thousand, I bet one hundred eighty three thousand of my money. I hope my wife's not listening. Oh shit, she is. We had one hundred eighty three thousand of our own money bet in that, and so you know, I only sold seventeen k worth. But you know, if you think about it, I really only put up what forty five, and that was the third match. So I was kind of just letting it roll a little bit, you know. Um, so with Daniel, I had. 90,000 bet of the 100 was my money. And so in the past, I would, you know, it could easily be where I'd only have 30 or 40,000 of my money bet. So in the next round against Daniel, where it's 400K, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up with 185,000 of my own money bet on that. And uh, it's just, it's just kind of is hard. There, to, is there like, any on stake, Kings, or you stake? Do you guys have this? I, I sold 5,000 for the first match, 5,000 for the second match on you stake. And five thousand for the third match, uh, and so you know, it's not. Um, this is not about confidence or not confidence. This is more about just like, you know, just being too lazy to call people. I don't want to ask somebody you want to bet fifty k on me, you know, and and have them say no. That hurts. Or if they say yes, uh, I mean, it's hard to sell if they can get one point five online, right? So, and so basically, and then you know the laziness of not calling anybody, not, you know, just staying focused. And so, you know, five days before the match with uh, Antonio or Daniel, I kind of disappeared to Vegas and, and I kind of cut off a lot of uh, business stuff. Oh, you asked me, we were talking about business earlier during the series, JG. The one thing I do for all my advisory boards is I say, listen, I am absolutely unavailable from the time the world series starts to the time it ends. And I always violate that just for a day or two or three or four. And then I'm like, fuck it. Because really I need all of my focus on that. Hey, there's Stugatz. Right. Hey, there's Drake. Look, yeah, yeah. 
Look at this. Uh, someone else was tweeting about this. It's funny. So what was going on here? This is the other, this is in Aria. This is of course gotta be Aria, right? Well, I'd prefer not to say where it happened. Okay. Um, you know, Drake's just too big, you know? And, uh, and so, but yeah, I mean, that, that was fun. All right. So, so I see Drake and, uh, you know, he's like four security guards, right? Oh, there's Benny Blanco. Drake's been, uh, go back down, down, down. He's dressed in the gold. Keep going. There he is. Where? Keep going. Keep going back up. Oh, up. One more row, one more row up. No, no, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. There's Benny Blanco. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. his brother plays in my regular game and filmed with us. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy Levin. And a uh, really nice guy. And, uh, yeah, Benny has written, I guess, 21 and has, like, 22 number one hits. It's crazy. But the Drake thing, yeah, I mean, I, I went up to him and I said, oh, I guess I have to go say hello. But we'd only met once. And... Uh, I remember we were sitting on the floor of a Warriors playoff game and I'm leaving and I, he's leaving too. And, you know, so I'm just one step in front of him or whatever. And then he catches up because we have to stop when the players run by or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, you play any poker? He's like, no. So I'm like, all right, I just turned left. I mean, he's sitting on my right, standing on my right. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I mean, what what are you going to do? Like he doesn't play poker. Then what the hell? And so I'm done. I mean, what am I going to do? Say, oh, I'm the da-da-da-da-da. No, you, you don't do that. You play it cool and you walk away. So, and then, but he, but then he's like, oh, why did you ask that? And I'm like, oh, okay. So now we start talking. And in the 25 yards, about we walked about 25 yards into the tunnel, you know, the VIP tunnel. There's a VIP room. And, we're, and uh, all of a sudden they throw us all against the wall. There's cameras everywhere. And Steph just comes barreling up the tunnel and just i've never seen him stop he just stops cold and says drake phil how do you guys know each other and drake and i started laughing because we literally met like you know 100 seconds before that, oh, that was good timing. That <laughs> and was good you know timing. drake gave me his number and i'm like this is cool man and uh i texted him honored to meet you and he's like honored to meet you and uh so that's our only my only experience and so now i'm like okay is he even going to remember me and so I walk up to him, and uh, and I, I guess the security guard was about to grab me. Drake throws his arm open, gives me a big hug, and tells the security guard, "No, no, no, it's okay, it's okay." And I thought, "Wow, I almost got tested. that's the step, Steph's big, Steph's validation, you know." So Drake knew you were you were the real deal. That's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a hard work. I, I think Drake was giving me his number before that anyway. But yeah, after Steph validated, I then look. I'm I got. I got. I got the Steph Curry follow on Twitter. I don't even have the Helmy follow on Twitter. That's how big. That's how big Steph is, man. Look at that. That's the. That's the boy. That's your guy right there, though. That's your. That's your main homie. How many? How good is Steph at poker? Give me the real deal. Is he? Can he play a bit? So the last, I will say this, and I host the Warriors Charity Poker Tournament for <clears throat> the first nine years. I missed one year because I, I was in uh, Rio, Rio de Janeiro. Um, but Steph was the last player standing three years uh, in a row. Before that, it was Day Day. Uh, like four years back, and then Draymond's been second every time, so it always comes down to Steph yeah, he and can Draymond. Play. I know he he's got some game for sure, right? I mean, he plays. You see him on the shows, and he's. I know you guys. Dray- well, you saw Draymond come and film with me, um, and uh, Draymond is, uh, you know, I, I consider a really good, really great friend of mine, um, and uh, and so yeah, having having you know, and and his Hold'em game is just. I mean, Draymond's so smart, right? And so I've been coaching him. And he just like he has this amazing IQ and EQ about strategy on the floor and extends to poker. So, you know, um, 
but yeah, anyway, so, you know, uh, and then Drake's like, hey, there's a party later tonight if you want to come. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, I- anyway, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been kind of fun, uh, JG, being in those spots. And uh, it's been kind of fun. Uh, I really love my life. And it's, it's been, I feel sometimes like, like you have, a, like my life, someone said, hey, listen, you have this movie. You're living this movie. And so there's kind of this movie happening where a, I run into all the A-listers and they come up to me and the Kardashians and all these people. And it's this crazy kind of movie. And that's really fun. But I'm, I've been, as I get older, I understand that's the movie, right? Uh, what's really important is my health, my wife, and my family. And, you know, so you have to keep that at the very, and poker, keep those things at the very top of the list in business. Those, those things are at the top of the list but the movie's fun. Anybody would love the movie. Um, you know, such amazing, such amazing people in my life. I'm so thankful. It, it's uh, man, it, it is. You know, you start you start realizing that as life goes on. I mean, really, it's like there's so many memories, so many cool things. But you want to, yeah. It's really about you know what's important. Like you said, you got you got to find time and, and put the family, put the the friends. Dude, you you just. To, to further what you're saying, I mean, you and I went to the opening ceremony of the 2012 Olympics in London. The two of us went. That's really weird. You just said that because I had a friend just send me a picture from that. I swear to you right now from the from. You remember that group? The guy I'm going to send you on WhatsApp right now. I just saw put it. Up, put it up on the screen. You know, I can't do it because okay. I, it's like screen captured how my thing is set up. I, can't, I just sent it to you. I don't know. You actually. I could show it on my phone. Yeah, I could do that. I here. can show it on my phone I, too. Here, I can do it. Let me see. You just so I just afford to my my man Sideman. You remember Green Eyed Asian Matt, the the Korean guy, the Korean with the the green eyes. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There's Hook in there. We got Sideman, McLean, Tasha. Yeah, Silverman was there. That was that was that was 2012. You just said that. That's so weird. He sent to me like one thirty seconds ago. Dude, look at all of the look at all of the like Baltimore Jeffies in there. All of the, olympic gear on you know we're all you know yes that was fun man that's uh those are red, white, blue baby <laughs> yeah that was, i always stayed at my friend's house even for a bit we stayed at a hotel that was what that a nice was, guy uh, awesome times man awesome awesome times let me let me ask you a few questions before we take a few on twitter i know you got to jam out of here you got a you got vacation but you know that's, that's that's what you were saying though is so many great things happen super bowls and world series games and all of this crazy stuff and all these amazing memories I have, and I, 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 I and, and there's so many of them. You just never think of them. I can't remember the last time I thought about you and I being at the opening of the 2012 Olympics, but the opening ceremony was amazing. Do you do you sometimes like I find this in Vegas in particular because I've gone so many times. I have a condo there, and I spend time there, and the summers blend together. Do you have a hard time remembering like? You won a bracelet this year. You took second this year. This year, this summer, this happened. Like I remember last the last time the WSOP or two summers ago. Remember the earthquake or something that the place was shattering during the main event. People were running out. People going on the tables. Like, like I can't even remember what year this stuff was. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Do you? Have, I remember. Play? I remember. I remember a ton of my final tables, and I remember all of my bracelets. And anytime I finish second, I can kind of recall that stuff because it's so intense for me right. and in my mind but 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 yeah i mean it's like so much stuff just blends i mean I, i've been I've, I've become become very poor at remembering people's names and then sometimes people are mad at me oh you don't remember my name and i'm like fuck i know i played with you in 1992 and 1996 and uh you know you don't want to call somebody buddy 
So I'm just honest with people. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot your name. And then if you're mad at me, okay. But I mean, you know, yeah, um, <laughs> I, for sure. No, it makes sense. Um, all right. Let me ask you a couple of questions and then we're going to, we're going to take some from Twitter. I'm going to do the giveaway. I know you got a jam here pretty soon. Let me just ask you about uh, with, COVID, what positive things, if any, have come out of the pandemic and lockdown in your personal life poker game? I mean, it's a it's a tough time, but what positives have you taken out of this sort of different time out of all your life, right? It's different. This was a weird year, like with uh, maybe things slowing down. What, what for you was positive, if anything? Well, I went back to a version of online poker, right? Played an app and I won one point, uh, almost 1.6 million on this app. And, uh, you know, I took, you know, two months, two and a half, three months off from the app. And I'm kind of in the middle of taking seven or eight weeks off from the app. So it's been a really nice, you know, 1.55 million picked up on this app, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, and so online poker came back into my life. Also, you know, uh, there's a lot of positives. I mean, some a lot of the business I've been involved in have flown. I was able to get a piece of prize picks, urine prize picks. And that company, we were in to get, get great valuations. And now they're worth what between 100 and 150 million. You're up at least three x in your money, uh, maybe four or five x. And yeah. so Prize Picks has been fun. You know, um, it's pretty cool. You can pick over and unders on this app in whatever state you live in. We're probably in 35 states, and uh, and so it's brought a lot of business opportunities because I've had more time to talk about business, focus on business. I've invested in a lot of business stuff. Um, you know, and then, you know, I mean, uh, I'll do a lot of uh, events on Zoom, right? So, I mean, you know, my agent will charge somebody 10000 for me to be there for half an hour or 45 minutes or an hour. I always, sometimes it's less than 10, but in that neighborhood. And then I, I never see that, I guess, all the checks go through my agent. They end up my account somehow. But the point is, you know, so I've been doing a lot of that stuff. That's actually been fun. And I always, and I, and I like to provide value. If someone hires me for 45 minutes, I tell them the day before I'm going to give you an hour. You know, what am I going to do? I'm sitting around at home anyway. I might as well give them an extra 15 minutes. I always do that. I always go the extra mile for the business. Well, that, that, that adds up though, right? That gets back. That's why other other companies, people are in multiple things or they, they you know, people notice that kind of stuff and going above and beyond. And, you know, it's a reason why you get to MC so many events and you're, you know, you've, uh, you've done the right things over the, the course of your career. And yeah, it's, it's a small industry. It really is. And that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. You kind of get to know people and you know, you know, you know who your friends are, you know, who you can trust. And yeah, it's uh, it's all about your word and integrity. And, and I think, uh, yeah, man, I, hopefully we're doing it for a long time, but I've got nothing but, but great things in the, in the poker world to say about just in general. I love it. I've, I've met a lot of my closest friends or closest, you know, relationships are either directly from poker or one degree removed from poker. And it really is a special, a special thing. Is there any, is there any memory that stands out at you at any like charity event or golf event or something that some, some event that happened because of poker that has turned into, uh, you know, a, a great friendship or business relationship, like anything that stands out over the course of your, you know, that, that like from poker. There, I mean, I remember I joined this specific group of people. Um, and, and I just, it wasn't, it wasn't charity related, but it was, you know, someone asked me, Hey, come, you know, Dan Cassetta from the Bay area. He's, he's one of those Cutco knife guys. And those guys are almost always, they're very, 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 uh, it turns like a lot of them have turned into superstars, right? So if you can sell Cutco knives. And so, you know, he invited me to this thing and, you know, and then, and then, you know, a couple of days before he called me and I thought he might, he was a little bit worried about how I might act. And I was like, oh, come on, man, that's cliche. You don't, you know, I'm going to handle myself well. 
and, uh, and, and I went and uh, just had a great time and just got along with everybody really well. And, uh, you know, and Dan and that was Dan and and that opened the door to a bunch of stuff for me. I met Niccolo DeMasi, who I then did three SPACs with. I brought the first company in Rush Street Interactive to our SPAC, which was a couple million dollar uh, fee for me. And uh, and I have a bunch of money in, in RSI stock. And so, you know, it, it's and so it is weird how, you know, but it is weird how but Dan, you know, is a poker player. And so, you know, and so. It, it, poker has led to amazing things for me. I mean, if you're asking about memories from charity tournaments, I remember uh, I remember how much fun Tiger Woods and I had the first time we met with Doyle Brunson. And, you know, and uh, it was me and Tiger and Doyle and uh, just, you know, just deep, deep, deep conversations about, you know, life and uh, and what it's like to be a champion. Uh, and I've emceed Tiger's event every year since then it's been eight nine years I, I remember one year where you know Negreanu is sitting on one side of Tiger I'm sitting on the other side and we're in the high limit blackjack area and all Tiger wanted to do was talk to Daniel and I you know da 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 da, -da, -da. just loved it and we loved it too and uh, you know and then and, and so you know there's some special memories from a lot of these charity events I think of uh, Steve Martin coming to one of my events in New York and I'm like hey Steve can you and then he hosted a game at his house with Amy Tan, the author, who we, we love. And uh, I heard a great story with Steve Martin. I think he was on one of the talk shows talking about how he fell asleep playing ambient online poker or something else. Like he, I know he likes to play uh, cards as well. He so, is yeah. really good, JG. I brought him to games uh, like we played at the Golden Nugget. Yeah. And uh, he's just, I mean, it came like Queen Four Deuce. And he just snap folded King Queen. And I'm like, how did you know? You know, like, I mean, celebrities don't fold king queen when it comes to queen yeah. four deuce no he's a player he's like well i think that guy has a set and that guy had a set you know wow. and so but you know having steve i mean i think of a, a moment for me where steve shows up to an event amy tan i think invited us and it's a bunch of uh you know writers and we're in manhattan and steve comes and it's obvious that you know i mean he's a little shy right and, uh, you know, and he's been every time he's out in public for 50 years, people glom onto him. They want pictures. And so it becomes obvious to me that, you know, he wants to hang out with me. So I just sit down with him. We just sit down together at a table uh, on the sidelines. And, uh, and I, I was kind of obvious he didn't want me to leave his side. I just sensed it. So I just sat next to him. We just had a great time. We talked for an hour. And then when it was time to play the event, then he sat down and I think Steve feels pretty comfortable sitting down at a table because it's not like a million people can come up to him while he's playing. And yet he's surrounded there too, but he doesn't have to like, and you know, I mean, he's just a regular normal guy, uh, you know, who, uh, you know, I've had dinner with him a bunch of times and, you know, and, and we're just having fun. And sometimes he likes to just sit back and observe and listen and, you know what I mean? And then he'll come with something just so witty that you just laugh. And But that's when he's not necessarily trying. There's no effort. I know he feels so it was a special moment for me where I could just tell that he just wanted it, the two of us. And we just sat there, you know, um, you know, awesome. it's nice. That's awesome. I got, I got it. I know you're super tight on time. I want to get one or two questions in before we do the, the giveaway for this $111 ticket. I, 
I guess, you know, we, you mentioned this, we've talked about it, this book, Positivity, just I keep seeing it. I, I have it. It's a very simple read. It's it's short. It's sweet. Big writing. It just hits the points across. Uh, I, I see a question here kind of uh, sparred me for it, but about your secret to success. Give, give us this question here from Mystery Financial Expert. Give me your your sort of, what's your overall, like, how would you describe yourself and what makes you successful? Is it, is it your, uh, you know, give me give me a couple of characteristic traits and just think, maybe, was it a book? Did you learn something? Did you, something stick out for you as a kid that you said, I want to be this way, or you looked up to someone or, you know, give me, give me a couple of your superpowers. So, you know, my mom had this thing on her bathroom mirror when we grew up, you know, and, and just imagine to set the setting for you. Uh, we had a four bedrooms upstairs. And so I had a bedroom, my brother had a bedroom, my parents had a bedroom and my three sisters shared a bedroom. So seven of us. So we're all using the same shower. There's only one shower in the house. We're all using the same bathroom. And on that bathroom, there was something that said, you are what you think you become what you think, what you think becomes reality. And she kept that up there. And then every like couple of years it would get all yellow and she'd throw it away and there's a new one, but it always said the same thing. You are what you think. You become what you think, what you think becomes reality. And so from a very early age, I thought I could shape my own reality. And uh, I understood more intuitively from a lot because of my mom that I could do some of these, that I could really think big and do big. And, and I just felt like, you know, and, and so that kind of helped. And then as, as I started, you know, as in my early 20s, you go from, you know, uh, no self-esteem. My grades were bad. I wasn't an athlete to winning the main event and it's a it's a big mind mind fuck big mind fuck. and it and it messes you up you know uh because you know all of a sudden you're the man and uh and and then and i was winning all kinds of other events too so it wasn't just that one and so that adjustment you know and then but but you but you had to think big to get there so before i started doing all this stuff in my early 20s i wrote down all of these things and a lot of them are in my book, Positivity. One is write down your lifetime goals. That's a chapter in my book. Two, write down your yearly goals and tape them on your bathroom mirror. So you, you at home listening, that's your 2021 goals. Then tape them, you know, take a day or two to make sure they're in the perfect order and whatever, and tape them on your bathroom mirror. And the number of people that come up to me and say, oh, my God, I hit my number one and my number two goal because of you, Phil is just growing exponentially now as I get the word out that it's a really good methodology. Write down your 2021 goals and put them on your bathroom mirror. Every morning you leave more focused, right? And so, you know, for me, for me, JG, you know, positivity is just eight life tips, right? And I told you the long-term goals, write them down, the short-term goals. And, uh, you know, and it just, it changed my life, uh, those. And so, you know, when I finished, you can see Poker Brat there. What I did is I took all of the, what I did is I wrote Poker Brat first. And then the minute I was done with Poker Brat, I had positivity out within six months. Because that's just taking the information from the inside of the book, you know, kind of, uh, kind of like uh, Ayn Rand, you know, talking about Atlas Shrugged and then taking all of, the, all of the philosophy out of it and putting it in a book. Except my book's very simple. Eight life tips. It takes 70 minutes to read. And I believe all eight life tips will help everybody on the planet. Um, and so, yeah. And so it's really nice to see, you know, Tony Robbins tells people to buy my book. What bigger compliment can there be on the planet if you're if you're trying to change people's lives than that? So very proud of positivity. Yeah, there you go. 
I don't know why it doesn't like me. I always hit this and then it, it goes away. It's weird, like the pin tweet. But there, that it's right there. Tony Robbins endorsing it. That's pretty, pretty sweet. February it was out, two thousand and eighteen, and you know that that book. I still, I do, I have it. I have some signed copies, and it's it's awesome. And I I think, uh, like you said, you kept it simple. You you de- you delivered a message, and you know it, it works for you. And is it, so is that fair to say that book came from those messages growing up, like that, or, or some of the principles? Yeah. From that? I think of, I think of truth as being like this uh, generic kind of like blob of clay right here. You know, imagine an oblong thing of clay, but it's made of like it's truth. So it's like maybe it's like some kind of green light. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, Tony Robbins comes at truth from this angle. It's truth. And I come at truth from this angle, but it's all truth. And so when I talk to some of these people that are aligned like I'm aligned and think big like I think big and, and do big like I can do big uh they all have different philosophies and so it's really fun to hear oh i got there through this way and i got there through that way so i've tried to open up that kind of the truth thing and show people hey these are these are things that will work universally this is truth and uh you know like when i wrote play poker like the pros there's there's like the beginner section is pure truth you know this is how you if you want to if you want to go from a to z you know, uh, I can get, you know, most people are going to get killed along the way. But if you read my book, OK, then then, you know, you're you're going to have a lot of staying power as you're learning how to get from A to B to C to D to E. For patience. Sure. So I, don't know, I think of that book as being truth and it became a New York Times bestseller. I think of positivity as being truth and truth sells. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's I don't know, JG, I, I've very I've tried hard to make sure that I'm giving back you know, to the planet. I've raised $65 million at charity poker tournaments that I've emceed. I went over, I did a USO tour for the troops. We went over and we spent a week with the troops, you know, um, and uh, and it was just an amazing, I can't even talk about some of the bases because they, they don't want me to talk about the bases we visited. And, uh, but I mean, so, you know, to me, <clears throat> I owe the troops and the military and the police and the firemen, and I've raised money for the police and the firemen, and I've done a USO tour, and that feels great to me. And then, you know, and then, and if I'm going to be given what I feel like are gifts, you know, I've been given some gifts, and uh, and so then you have to make sure that you're helping out the world. And so positivity, I can make millions of people's lives better. And hosting charity poker tournaments, I can affect millions of people's lives as well. And I've always thought of myself as inspirational uh, ever since, you know, people told me this in 02, how I inspired them by making folds no one else can fold. You know, when I fold these hands and everybody's like, what the hell was that? That makes no sense. I mean, I equate that to like watching Tiger Woods hit the ball, you know, from out of the rough to two feet and saying, how did he do that? Or Steph Curry just bombing threes or, you know, Draymond Green, who I love, just, you know, playing at this crazy level when it comes to defense and so i think we as human beings like to see other human beings perform at the highest levels and no matter what anybody could ever say about me uh, some of those laydowns that i've made and some of those calls that i've made are inspirational I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I love it. I think that's an amazing way to, to think. We gotta, I know you got to run. Last question here before I do the giveaway. Bill, we got a question right here. Ghost of M. Bill's book, Die With Zero. That's Ghost of M asking, please ask Phil if he had time to read Bill's book, Die With Zero, 
And if any thoughts on it, have you read it? Are you aware of it? I'm sure you've seen this around. If you haven't read it, have you read it or have you? you I have not read it. Is the premise is the premise you're supposed to spend all your money or give it to charity? What is it? Uh, the premise is basically that, you know, you, the dividends, different life periods, like you can't go you know, hella scheme when you're 75. So you might, you got to like go live, you know, maximize. Also, if you, if you're, if you're going to leave your children money, it doesn't make sense to when you're 95 or hundred and you die, right. To give your kids millions of dollars or whatever, hundreds of thousands of dollars that now they're 70 and they can't use it either. So, you know, it's about understanding different portions, parts of life, different portions, when, it, what makes sense to do and just sort of understanding that, you know, you can't take the money with you, but it's a really fun, interesting way of explaining it and giving some, well, I, you know, I'm aligned with the, with the, I'm aligned with doing whatever I want to do in life, which has been nice and, uh, and not being held back financially in any way. In fact, you know, I was probably a little bit too loose that way, uh, but not according to Bill Perkins, it sounds like. And then we've been giving our kids 30000 a year for the last three or four years, which helps them a lot. And, uh, and that feels good. I've also been giving money to my nieces and nephews uh, for their college funds. And in the, in the past, gave money to my brothers and sisters, even now giving money to my parents. Um, you know, and so it, it that's talking about, right. Cause like in a spot, if you're in a place to give to your loved ones or people responsibly, you don't want to enable them and not let them do it. But if, if they're going to be able to use it and use it well, that they, they, they wouldn't you know need it later. So that it's going to help someone exactly if they're 30 or 25 to do something or to, to have an idea or pursue something that that's not really going to be right. Same, if I throw you know, 10,000 to my, to my ne- to my nephew, you know, or, 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 or my cousin's son, or whatever, you know, it feels good to me, you know, and, uh, and I know that that money's going into his college fund, you know, for sure. Well, let's, let's do this retweet. I've already queued it up. Phil, you tell me when I know you got to get jamming here and we're already over time. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, string you on. It's the third time on, man. I appreciate the time so much. And let's uh, do You tell me when to click this and I'm sure we'll have a fourth in the future, maybe after bracelet 16 or who knows. Yeah. 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 So just for those at home, it's two 13 PM and my wife wants to leave the house at two 30 and I have to finish packing. So let's cut it off. Cut Jeff it off. Gross. And I'm, ro- I'm rolling it right now. This is the $111 ticket. Uh, it is loading. Phil, you got a winner here. Someone's going to be very happy. Choose a winner. Uh, here it is. Here's the winner, Phil. Who's it going to be? Bam. That's a tough name to pronounce. I will send you a DM right there. My man Oleg wins it. Pretty intense. Oleg. Pitch. Oleg, you got a $111 ticket courtesy of Party Poker, and we just drew it. Phil, thank you for the time. Fly safe. Have a great day, man. I will see you very soon. So cheers. Thank you for the time. Jeff Gross, we're in 13 companies together. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it rolling, man. Big year coming. Thank you, Phil. Phil Helmuth, most World Series brace of all time. That's 15. He's got to run. We'll see you guys for another podcast. I think next week we'll have two. I don't have it confirmed. I appreciate it, guys. This is a lot of fun. Let me see who we're going to raid. Thank you so much, guys. And again, this will be on all the different uh, outlets. So we're going to go ahead and throw this over. And looks like Party Poker TV has got something going on. Uh, let's give them the, the raid. And uh, appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Phil is a legend. He's a lot of fun. He's always he's always got some stuff cooking. Thank you for everyone who tuned in. Thank you for that sub. Happy Asian kid. This will be on all the audio outlets and, of course, on YouTube. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I am going to raid. Let me see how to do this. Raid Party Poker TV. Uh, and we'll sign off, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll put this one in the books. 135. That was Phil Helmley Part 3. See you guys very, very, very soon. 
probably on a Twitch stream. I do have a day two online on a 2.5 mil guarantee on Monday, May 24th. So that for sure you can put down, hopefully stream some more. And again, appreciate Phil for that time and say hello to Party Poker TV. Matt Staples also streaming. Cats Coffee Poker. Uh, appreciate you very much. Pod Genius, good to see you. Pat Uncle 23 Chess Bay in the house. Chi Base, that is. Hello, man. Thank you guys all. Have fun over at Party Poker TV. See you soon. Thanks, Coastal Van Vader. Appreciate you guys. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.